Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jordan Biddle, and welcome to the Cincinnati Reds Fan Podcast. And all right, the Reds win game three of the Milwaukee series. And now we're heading to game four to possibly win the series against Milwaukee. And this is a huge game. Huge. And I am 110% expecting Yelich to be in the lineup, Hater to be ready by the 8th or 7th inning, and they're probably their best pitcher currently on the mound, which is Woodruff. He is 10-2. I don't know how he's 10-2. So this is going to be a tough game. Very tough game. But it is a really, really big game for the Reds this year, or this game. It's the biggest game of the season. If they can win this one, guess we're we're only three games back to 500 now. Three and a half games back of guess what? A first place. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. You know, I mean, it's exciting, but we have to pull it out. We gotta. The Reds haven't been that good in day games this year. And the Reds are have been splitting series with the Milwaukee Brewers all season long. And we come to the fourth game with the Reds having yet another chance to win a series against the Milwaukee Brewers. And who knows what's going to happen. We have Castillo on the mound, our best pitcher, our best starting pitcher. But... Then you look at it, and Castillo's been struggling against Milwaukee all season. We had a two-game series where we won the first game, and then we were up like 8-1, to one, and then Milwaukee come back and won that game. I mean, 99.9% of the time, no team's going to come back from that. So that was just bad luck. The Reds, and then, and then, and then the, and another series, the Reds win the first two games of a four-game set, and then... This was like a couple series ago, and then lose the next two against Milwaukee. And now the Reds lose the first game of the series, win the next two, and now we're sitting at another crossroad. So you either win and get the series win, or lose and split it. We don't want the split, it's pointless. The split is pointless. You, you, when you split a series, you, you don't go anywhere and your progress progression in, in the division that you're trying to win or, or get a wild card. It, you, you, you're, you're not going anywhere. I'm just glad the Reds got their 40th win though. Uh, that excites me. But let's not accept just 40 wins 
for the for the first half of the season. Let's go beyond that. Let's go beyond that. If the Reds were to win tomorrow and then sweep the Indians the next two games, guys, we're one game under 500 going into the All-Star break. And like I said, if the Reds are a couple games under 500 before the All-Star break, we have a legitimate chance because we could make some trades here or there and really do some damage and really make a run. I mean, how many times do you see... I mean, it's every year that a 500 team is chilling at the All-Star break at 500 and then they make a big run for the playoff spot or for or, or for the, a, a division um, win. And right now, any team in, in the NL Central is capable of winning this division. The Cubs have lost four in a row. The Pirates have won three in a row. The Reds have won two in a row. Milwaukee Brewers have lost two in a row. I mean, it's it's um, it's a battle. It's a war, man. It is a war of. I mean, I mean. Let, let me tell you something, okay? This the if the Reds were any in any other division, I'm telling you right now, they'd be sitting at second, probably second place, maybe in a first, maybe even first place in some divisions. Because literally every team in the NL Central is a good playoff. They would be a good playoff team. I know the Reds are in last place, but they're only three and a half games back of five, or four and a half games back of 500. Three and a half if they win tomorrow. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I'm about to look at this real quick. If I'm not mistaken. After the All-Star break, the Reds have an opportunity to keep winning against NL Central teams. Let's see. They play Colorado first and then Chicago. And then St. Louis comes to town. And then they have Milwaukee. So they have the first four series, they have three NL Central teams to play. That is flipping humongous. I mean, it is going to be a real, what, what, what's the word, a, a real um, um, grind for all these teams. So, uh, just hang on, guys. Just hang on. I'm telling you. It's going to be. It's, it's, it, it, you might get frustrated, but but I I honestly don't know what to expect. I'm kind of like my, like my words are kind of twisted up right now because I honestly could not predict who is going to win this division anymore. At first, I was like, all right, well, Milwaukee looks pretty good at the beginning of the season. Milwaukee looks pretty damn good. Looks like they're they're probably going to be the front runners for the division this year. And then Chicago took over after going one and eight. 
And then Pittsburgh had a little run of their own. And then St. Louis had a big run. And then the Reds bumped up to fourth place. And then everybody squeezed together. And now everybody's four and a half games of each other. That's unreal. That, that is, I mean, the, everybody in this division has been at first place besides the Reds at some point. So, do not sleep on the Reds. I'm telling you, if the Reds beat Milwaukee in a series tomorrow, or, or tonight, per se, or today, per se, because it's a day game, my bad, <laughs> then we just beat the Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers. We just won five out of seven games against those, uh, against two of the top runners in our, in our division. That is huge, man. That is huge. Milwaukee doesn't have the pitching. Chicago doesn't have a great bullpen. And the Reds, honestly, are probably the most balanced team in the division. They just are not, they have, they have not been playing up to their full potential. When they go play out of division teams, they kind of struggle a little bit. They really do. But when they're playing Milwaukee, Chicago, I mean, they struggled a little bit against uh, Pittsburgh this year. I don't flipping know. I still don't understand why. Which Pittsburgh might be the surprise team. I don't know. Who knows? It would, it would really, it really piss me off. But it's baseball. It is baseball. So, but Castillo versus Woodruff tomorrow. Oh boy! I believe it's going to be more of a pitching duel. Which, by the way, last night, I'm just, I forgot to give credit to Sonny Flipping Gray. That guy absolutely shut out the Milwaukee Brewers. Like, that was some unbelievable, like, that, that's, that's the type of pitching that we need. You know, I mean, if we can get another Sonny Gray, or, or, or another, uh, um, another Luis Castillo, even. At the All-Star break, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, we're going to be sitting pretty. Look what happens when our starting pitching actually does something good for once. But, I mean, we were so close to winning the game where Luis Castillo pitched against Chicago, but Chicago ended up winning because Javier Baez hit, hit that um, grand slam off of Derek Hughes, which I don't know how he hit that ball. Don't ask me how he hit that ball. The thing was at his feet away, and they hit an oppo taco. But we, we could have won that game. We honestly should have. 
because Quintana was on the mound. The guy, I mean, some of the sometimes the Reds, they they can get, I mean they can go up against Verlander and Derek Cole, and they can win those games. But when they uh, face like Jason Vargas and and Jose Quintana and lose those games and get shut out and stuff, like come on, man, come on. I mean, are you serious? Are are you are you for real? It's absolutely ridiculous. So now every time I see an ace come on the mound, I'm like, well, the Reds should rock this guy. But when every time there's some guy with an ERA of 5 plus, I'm like, oh, great. A.K.A. Chasin yesterday. Chasin really had a, he had a great game also. You know? And, and if, I don't know. I don't get the Reds sometimes. I really don't. But when, like, Lester or Verlander or Derek Cole or flipping Cole Hamels, they, they rock them. They rock them. I don't, I don't, um, I don't get it. But anyway, yep, big game tomorrow. Huge. I, aha. Uh, so, it's so hard to predict what is going to happen tomorrow because Luis Castillo has been struggling against Milwaukee. I would say that the Reds would win, but it just all depends on what Luis Castillo does tomorrow. How he pitches is going to determine the game tomorrow. Milwaukee is a patient offense. They are very patient. Of course, Sonny Gray had them completely off balance yesterday. If, if flipping Luis Castillo could get a curveball, a Sonny Gray curveball, man, I'm telling you right now, Luis Castillo could be a flipping Hall of Famer, no doubt in my mind. I mean, his slider is just... I mean, it's not a horrible slider. I'm not saying it's a horrible slider. I'm just saying that it's not... The only reason why Luis Castillo is as good as he is is because of his amazing changeup. That is all. But anyway... We got... Uh, yawn, man. Yawn. Um, Yesterday, uh, Yasiel Pui had a, yet another good game, um, driving in two runs. Um, uh, he continues to stay hot. Suarez had a little off day yesterday. I mean, I thought he was going to get, uh, I thought he was going to going to get hot um, again. But I mean, he he had he had four home runs the last three games, which is fine. But then Marcelo Iglesias had another good uh, uh, outing. Um, man, I don't. It, it, I'm going to be incredibly nervous to watch the game today. Um, it's just gonna. It's gonna come down to the pitching. Whoever pitches best is going to win the game. Is going to win that game. It's not going to be. I don't see it becoming an offensive. Um, a big offensive game. I really don't. Uh, but but the Reds uh, starting pitching the last six seven games 
has been phenomenal. Absolutely, including Di Scafani. I mean, everybody has gone six plus. Not to mention Sonny Gray going eight yesterday with 12 strikeouts, his career high. I mean, that was that that outing was immaculate. That was unreal. I mean, his curveball was disgusting. Struck out Herrera three times. Or whatever, Hyura or whatever. They're, they're, they're the, the Milwaukee's uh, big prospect or whatever. Three times struck him out. And then had Ben Gamble looking at a fastball right there. That just tells you that, they, that uh, a pitcher has a team off balance. It was like curveball, 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 curveball. And then a fastball right down the middle. And Ben Gamble literally looks right at it. And it, it, it's like no doubt strike three. That is the ace pitching that we want from Sonny Gray. And that he is capable of. It's so impressive. It, it, it is extremely impressive to see something like that come from any type of pitcher. I don't care if it, if it was um, Jacob DeGrom from last year. It's still impressive. 12 strikeouts, 8 innings pitched. Probably could have gone 9. But I probably would have pulled him as well. Big confidence booster for Sonny Gray. Huge. So now, what do we do? Got to take advantage. We have got to take advantage. If we do not, then we are screwed. I wouldn't say screwed, but we're going to be hurting again. I just want to get to the 500 mark. That's all I want to do. That is all. And the Reds can do they can do it. They can do something. If you're going to make a trade, do it now so we can so we can um um we can get that player right after the All-Star break. But anyway, we're going to have to see what happens. It's going to be a showdown. Now, if the Reds do lose this game, it is not the end of the world, but it is going to suck. It is going to suck that we're going to split another damn series against Milwaukee. we got to win this series, man. We have to, it's so pivotal, man. I, I mean, I, I, it, like in my, I can feel inside of my body right now, me urging for, I'm just urging, like just like yelling at the Reds on the inside right now. Like, I, like come on, man. We, you guys got to get pumped up here and get this dub.
they need to be hype, hype in the hype in the clubhouse, man. If I was David Bell, I would have some type of humongous speech or something. You know? So, and then we got Cleveland, which I'm. Let me see what pitchers are pitching for Cleveland here. And honestly, the pitchers we have pitching against Cleveland, I'm pretty sure it's the back of our rotation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, so, our Saturday, we have Friday off. So, we're going against Bieber. And we have Disclafani on, on the mound, which he came off a good start. So, hopefully, he can continue that. And then we got Bauer, which he, he pretty much shut us out. I think we won that game, actually. And then we have Bally. So we have the back of our rotation, and they have um, the good part of their rotation. So um, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. We're going to at least win one of those games. We can't, we can't afford to get swept by Cleveland in those two games. We just can't afford it. So, But anyway. That is all I have for you guys today. Um, Scooter Jeanette, by the way, is hurt yet again. Um, the first time it was his right groin, right groin, or something like that, and then this time it's his left side. So tough, tough break. Um, I don't know if it's torn, but I do know. It says that Scooter Jeanette's left groin is tight, I guess. Is tight. Um, which they're gonna they're they're probably gonna sit him tomorrow and probably either have Peraza or, or Dietrich playing second uh, tomorrow. So uh, I mean I, that's what's so good about the, the Peraza and Dietrich and Jose Iglesias. You can you can fill in for some guys if they get hurt, like if Joey Votto were to go down, we got Derek Dietrich to replace him over there. Of course, you can't replace Joey Votto as a hitter or at anything else, but you still have a pretty decent player to replace him with. So, I mean, it, it definitely gives you it gives you uh, confidence. And, and honestly, Scooter Jeanette's going to need a couple more games to get going. So, honestly, it might not be a bad move to, to sit him this game in the first place and put Dietrich or Peraza out there. Uh, preferably, probably Dietrich. Now, I haven't seen Peraza start in a couple of games, which I don't know if he's hurt or, or, or what what's going on with him. But um, hopefully he's good. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, that's all I have for you guys today. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you guys have any questions for me, please go to Twitter. My name is jbitch 37 on Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, that is J-B-I-D-D-S-3-7 on Twitter. Just hit me up, follow me, uh, subscribe to to uh, subscribe to my uh, podcast, and uh, thanks for all the support, and you guys have a fantastic day, and get through this flipping Wednesday, man.